You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hope you brought an apple for the teacher because it's time for the Star Seminar. And now, here are your hosts, Rabble Rouser and Danny Fenton. Welcome, one and all, to another episode of the Star Seminar. I am your host, Danny Phantom, and today I will be flying solo as the great Rabble Rouser is unavailable today. Uh, so, you know what? Today we're going to do something a little different. Uh, recently I have took to Twitter and I have polled Cowboys Nation and I've asked them to tell us what is their top five offseason moves so far from the Dallas Cowboys. So that will be our focus for today as we're going to run through those moves. And I'm actually going to play a little devil's advocate as you know everybody is feeling pretty good about the moves but you know I want to make sure that we're taking a good look at everything so I'm going to just play a little devil's advocate so that's what we got going on today you know it's we're going to miss Rabs, but you know what I'll tell you what it's kind of on my bad side today because last week we were um, talking about uh, what we used to help get our uh, put ourselves to sleep and uh and Rabs mentioned to me that he actually uses an app that uh, has the sound of crickets. And that's how he, he, that's what he uses as a sleep aid and the, the sound of crickets. And so, you know, I thought it would be a good idea to, uh, I have an actual sound machine and I thought, you know, why don't I try try out the crickets? I have a cricket setting. So put the cricket setting on and you know what? It worked. I actually fell asleep to the sound of crickets. Uh, the only downside of that is um, in the middle of the night, my wife, you know, she woke up and she was scurrying around and I don't know what was going on with her. Um, she's just kind of rustling around and lay back down to bed and then a couple minutes later she's up again and running around I was like what's going on and apparently you know she thought the the, the crickets from our lizard had gotten loose and so it was like she was all she heard the cricket sounds and she was freaking out thinking we have loose crickets running around so she was not uh, happy about that uh, that um, it was just a the sound machine, but nonetheless, uh, the mystery was solved. Uh, you know, the cricket mystery was solved. Yeah, so thanks a lot, Rabble Rouser, for uh, you know, helping me irritate my wife uh, on that evening. But anyway, we're going to 
we're going to move on to talking about the Cowboys offseason moves. And so what I have is from the poll that I, uh, I, I reached out to Twitter and I asked Cowboys Nation and, and you guys gave me some answers. So I have a list of what I have compiled as the top five moves for the Cowboys this offseason. So I'm going to go, I'm actually going to go in reverse order so we can get to the best moves last according to the feedback that I got. So the first move on here, number five, is actually the reconstructing of Tyron Smith's contract. And actually, this is one of my personal favorite moves. Um, if you ever have a chance to take a look at that contract, basically Tyron Smith has gone from a 13.6 million base salary to a 3 million base salary, and he has more money uh, that he can earn through incentives. These are playing time incentives. And they start out at 50%. There's another million to Tyron Smith if he can make it 50% of the snaps. And then there's another million at 55%. And, and they go on and on up up to 90% uh, that he could he could earn an additional $9 million just with playing time incentives there. Uh, also, there are some incentives for Cowboys playoff wins. If he's, if he's available and he's pay, playing half the snaps... Then uh, there's an, another half a million per win that the Cowboys have in the postseason. So that's money I'm sure uh, the Joneses would gladly you know, pay if the Cowboys could uh, somehow uh, go deep in the playoffs. But nonetheless, it, it, it really protects us against not having Tyron Smith. If you know, it, it's nice to have him, but we didn't want to have him for 13. Thirteen and a half million, but now you you have options for where it's like you know what if he if he's not available then you know you don't have to necessarily you know he won't be making as much money to account against the cap. So the Cowboys have protected themselves with that contract, and I think they did a fantastic job. But this isn't a time to praise them. You guys you guys already have praised them with your top five moves. This is a time to criticize them and let's um let's flip this thing around like. What could be bad about this situation? It's it's really difficult to actually find it, but you know what? We're we're here to do exactly that. So one of the things that I think is important to mention is that, you know what? If this is the Cowboys' contingency plan, then are we comfortable with that? You know, the Cowboys. We have Tyler Smith on the left side, maybe. You got Terrence Steele on the right side, and then Tyron Smith's here. So that's fine, but you know what? His availability has been an issue, and I don't know if that's even something that the Cowboys can count on. So it's risky, even though it's not going to cost the Cowboys anything. If he's if he's misses a lot of time, they're not going to be on the hook financially. But it doesn't change the fact that the Cowboys, as a team, you know, could be running a little bit light on the offensive line. So the big question here is: Cowboys got another plan up their sleeve i mean can we really count on smith being available so that is something that is a little bit of a concern as we look at the tire uh, tyron smith contract uh, we really don't know what exactly the offensive line arrangement will look like we expect maybe you know they might put tyron back at left tackle and move Ty tyler into left guard and that could give you ideally that could give you the best lineup but um you know you got terrence stills coming off an injury how 
how quickly will be he be available? Will the Cowboys have reinforcements through the draft? Um, we don't know. So there's still questions there. And, and the fact that just because Tyron Smith is on the team and he's got a great contract, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be available. So that's just something that could be a problem. So moving on to number four, the number the fourth best offseason move. Um, this one's going to be a little bit challenging for me because, or at least um, it's not one that would make my list, I should say that. But uh, number four is parting ways with Kellen Moore. So, I mean, it's very clear that uh, Kellen Moore's play calling had, you know, gone sour with uh, Cowboys fans. They are very vocal about they're not happy with him. That's fine. Uh, I mean, Cowboys, there are certainly are moments where the offense stalled. You can point fingers at whoever you want to as far as, you know, who you want to blame. Maybe Kellen's play calling became bland. It just wasn't innovative enough to counter the great play callings on the other side. You know, at some points in the season, clearly he was okay um, at others. So, but, you know, what I mean, he just wasn't good enough is the theory, you know, behind that. And, you know, could it be other things? I mean, a lot of people pointed to the lack of weapons that the Cowboys had as an issue. So that that would be something that's not Kellen's fault. And um, then there's also those that will say, what's going on with Dak Prescott? And, you know, there he would play great. The Cowboys would do fantastic. And then when he didn't play so, so great, then, you know, the Cowboys would not play so great. So there's that. But, you know what, maybe that's Kellen's fault. So nonetheless, a lot of finger pointing to go around with. But... No more will we point them at Kellen Moore. He's off with the Chargers, and we'll be able to just kind of keep a, an eye on that and see how that develops. Uh, there's certainly some – he's got a good quarterback to work with there. AFC is a pretty rough conference, so, I mean, how far the Chargers go, I don't know. But if he if they end up going farther than you know, they did last year, then that would be – I don't know, I could see some – Cowboy fans having a little regret there because it's all on Mark, Mike McCarthy now. So Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott, this is your offense. Um, you know, best of luck with that, as you know, the Cowboy fans are telling ourselves. But uh, so, I mean, if we ever want to play devil's advocate, how can this go bad? Well, it could go bad by Mike McCarthy just not being very good. I mean, we know the Green Bay struggles down the stretch of his you know, final days in Green Bay, they, they were not very good. So that's something, you know, that we're going to have to hold our breath. That doesn't happen. I mean, he does have good history of good play calling, too. So it's not like um, he doesn't have a chance to be successful. I think most Cowboy fans believe that he will. Um, so, but, you know, it, it, it's, a possi- it's possible that that does not play out that way. You know, losing one of the more... If you look at his resume, Kellen Moore's offense, I mean, there's a lot of things that the Cowboys, the, I mean, they were putting up points, they were moving ball, they were converting the red zone, they were doing a lot of good things. I mean, so, I mean, if this thing backfired, I don't know that it would surprise everyone because Kellen Moore did a really good job at times. Whether people agree with that statement, I mean, that's really up to them, but... Um, I guess we time will only tell with that one. So let's move on to another favorite of Cowboys Nation, um, and that is the re-signing of safety Donovan Wilson. So I will say this: uh, this was not a move I ex- 
thought was going to happen. I really thought that uh, Dono had priced himself out. I figured he would get a good contract, and but it would not be paid by the Cowboys. And I think a lot of people were hoping, but maybe not necessarily thinking this would happen. So, uh, but it did, and everyone's happy. Donovan Wilson is one of the splashiest players on this defense, if you're outside of the names of like Micah Parsons and. Tank Lawrence, I mean, Dono is right there. I mean, he's in the backfield all the time, whether it's a sack or, um, you know, stopping a running play behind the line of scrimmage, and just he will missile through the gaps. And um, he a very, very big year for Donovan Wilson. Uh, so, I mean, he deserves every penny that, he, that he's gotten. And it's, fans are happy about it, but how could this, how could this possibly not be good? And, I mean... If you look at it, I mean, Donovan Wilson doesn't have a lot, uh, a huge resume of playing well. I think that he had a really great 2022 season. Um, I think that if you look at um, the amount of good plays he, he had versus limiting the bad plays that he's had in the past, and and he lets, you you have to you have to remember that Donovan Wilson's he's been here. He was here for the historically bad. 2020 season he was healthy that season and he was not good he was he was taking bad angles I mean he played like he was on roller skates just like LVE and just like Jalen Smith I mean there was a whole collection of bad play from the defense and Donovan Wilson certainly is not exempt from that but that was then I mean he played played much better uh last season you can tell that under Dan Quinn he's a different player the way that Wilson is utilized is you know that he uses he uses him very well. He's basically right, keeps him running downhill. You don't see a lot of coverage assignments from Donovan Wilson. I mean, you got Malik Hooker back there, so why would you? Um, I think he's used in a very smart way, and you know that that's uh, definitely something that makes makes this even better. Is that you, you know you not only do you have Donovan Wilson, but you have Donovan Wilson playing under Quinn, so. It's easy to have similar expectations for him, but how could this go bad? Now, the only thing that that worries me, other than any type of struggles with change of direction that Wilson has exhibited in the past, is more of the front office taking an approach of like, all right, we're committed to a safety now, um, so it's not a high priority for us. Uh, when you certainly not something that they've ever seen them uh, go after early in the draft. Maybe they're going to end up taking day three flyers. They they tend to like to do that. I mean, geez, Donovan Wilson himself is you know sixth round pick. So uh, definitely could see them kind of take a lackadaisical approach to um, solidifying the depth and adding depth because they're really strong right now with with Dono and Malik Hooker. And J. Ron Curse. But keep in mind that both Malik Hooker and J. Ron Curse are only under contract for one more year. And, you know, we're not going to be able to keep everybody. So it could be a little worrisome if Dono is your only safety under contract, you know, a year from now. And the Cowboys are trying to put players around him in, in the safety group. And that could be alarming because, you know, having Malik Hooker there handling the free safety and it's your coverage safety. It, you know, it allows Dono to do the things that he does well. So, you know, 
that could be a little bit of a concern, but that's that's a tomorrow's problem right now. Um, Cowboys feel really good about the safety group and just about the the cornerback, the the secondary in general, which um leads us to our number two favorite offseason move, and that is the Stephon Gilmore trade. The Cowboys they did one of the things that that we we hoped that they would do. We we want them to go out there. Spend day three draft capital, day three draft capital that typically does not bring huge dividends in the draft. I mean, you'll hit every now and then, but these are really just, I mean, they're almost, they're almost like lottery tickets, you know. So surrendering that for a proven player is, I mean, if you have an opportunity to do that, absolutely. And that's what the Cowboys did. You know, we, we saw them do this uh, back in 2019 when they traded for, uh, Robert Quinn uh, traded the Dolphins for a late round pick to get him. Basically, the pick is they're they're taking on the contract. It's it's a salary transfer is what it is. The Colts are getting out of Gilmore's salary and the Cowboys are taking it on. But it's not too bad. Uh, it's only for one year that the Cowboys would be paying him for. So it's not something that they would be looking at to like. Okay, now we have him. You know, and we're stuck with him. It's not like that at all. He, you know, he's he's a veteran player. You you have him for a year, and you you're hoping to bridge maybe um, a young corner that the Cowboys may or may not select in uh, the upcoming draft. I totally expect them to do that. So uh, having Gilmore on the other, on the other side, opposite Trayvon Diggs, I mean, that's has to feel good. Uh, the second outside corner position basically was the Cowboys' most concerning position. If you think about it, I mean, Anthony Brown, he gets a, a lot of criticism. I think that a lot of that's un, undeserved. Um, but when he went down, the Cowboys really had nobody else. Uh, and, you know, Jordan Lewis is under contract, but he is he has a, a huge liability outside. He's more... Um, suited to cover the slot corner spot. Uh, Deron Bland is thrown, his name's thrown in there to be your outside corner, but he also does plays the slot much better. Uh, he can handle the outside, similar to Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown, his best years were when he was playing slot, while Byron Jones was on one side and, and Chidobe Awuzie was on the other side, and then Brown was the slot. I mean, that's when he had his best years is when he was playing, but he hasn't been able to do that because of need and the Cowboys have had a, a need on the outside. And uh, so that's why adding uh, Gilmore to the Cowboys roster makes things so much better. I mean, we have to feel really good about having a, a proven veteran that can come in and make plays. And I think you, when you look at what he offers, you know, his, the, the length that Gilmore has, he's, and he's very smart. You know, he, he's going to, he's going to run the routes for you. He's, He's able to see what's going on in the defense before the ball is snapped. He'll get to the spots, and that just that's why he makes the plays that he makes. I mean, he had a pick against the Cowboys last year. He almost had another one of, that uh, when Gallup was cutting in on, on on a slant. So, I mean, if you look at what he brings, it's definitely a great pick, but uh, we're not here to celebrate uh, the Cowboys' great moves. We're here to criticize them and look for what could possibly go wrong. And when you look at Gilmore, 
you are looking at a player that is up there in age. Uh, so you always run the risk of a missing time. The older players, you know, you have, they're more susceptible to injuries and they certainly take longer to heal. And that is something that's, that's a risk that, you know, everyone takes when they're, when they're investing in players that get older. So that's certainly something that, you know, could end up being an issue. But, you know, if things, if, if the Cowboys could line things up perfectly, if they did draft a corner, that maybe we could learn under, you know, Gilmore's tutelage. And then if Gilmore did get hurt, maybe he could be someone who could step in and play, you know, to the down the stretch. So I think that part of it's not a huge concern. Um, I think that it's really hard to find a fault in this one. I would say that the Cowboys, you know, they are giving some of their cap resources for this move. So, I mean, it's not, he's not coming cheap. And the Cowboys are always in situations where they have to figure out what would be best as far as where they need to spend their their cap resources. So so there's there's good more money that you're not getting back and uh, but I don't think anybody's gonna be too upset about that one. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on surprise, the future of work. Questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So that brings us to the final the most popular move that basically everybody had. And I, I understand why they had it too, because um, basically the top offseason move so far, according to the fans and anybody you would ask, would be the Brandon Cooks trade. So the Cowboys traded uh, a couple of day three picks, one this year, one next year, for the services of Brandon Cooks, who is under contract for two years. So the Cowboys get him for essentially two years. And not only do they get him for two years, but you know they they somehow talk the Texans into taking on you know six million of his guaranteed money that he is owed this season. And not only that, it looks at least from what I can see that they have talked Brandon Cooks himself into taking a pay cut for the 2023 season because the numbers just don't add up. Something happened. Brandon Cooks was making. 40 million for two years a few days ago and now he's making you know 20 million for two years so somehow 
something's happened to where the Cowboys have gotten him for half price. So that is super fantastic. And uh, just you know, not only did the Cowboys get him for a good price, but he comes in and he fills a position that the Cowboys need. We all know, we all watched firsthand as the Cowboys could not get anything going outside of CeeDee Lamb. Uh, Michael Gallup was the number two, but he was coming back from a knee injury. And that did not go as well as we would have thought. Uh, you could see that he was his recovery was slow. And basically for the large part of the season, Michael Gallup was ineffective. And not only that, but the Cowboys really got absolutely nothing from their wide receiver three. I mean, the effort and the plays made from Noah Brown, I mean, they were valiant. And we certainly appreciate them but i mean that was a tough ask of a player like noah brown and he wasn't able to really help the cowboys offense uh keep the passing game going it was it was something that that was lacking and of course sp speaking of lacking uh, i can't imagine it could have gone any worse for rookie third round pick Jalen tolbert as he was practically invisible uh, next to nothing I mean, unless you count lining up offsides in a crucial uh, part of the Green Bay game. I mean, what did he do for Dallas last year? I mean, we're all kind of hoping, you know, crossing our fingers that he will have some growth and take a step forward and that there's still something there. We don't know. Um, so the Cowboys had all kinds of plans between Gallup and Tolbert and they signed free agent James Washington and then they got the signed the USFL MVP and Kevontae Turpin. And there was some wild card guys like Dennis Houston that looked really good in training camp. And then the second year receiver, uh, Simi Fihoko. So, I mean, there were, it seemed like they would get something, that there, there was enough darts thrown that something would hit. And lo and behold, that was not the case. It was basically crickets. No, like the crickets that you know that uh, you can hear when I go to bed at night now, and it's very soothing. Um, but it's not soothing when the Cowboys' offense is basically Ceedee Lamb and nothing else in the receiving game. So um, the Cowboys took action to correct that by adding Brandon Cooks, and Cooks should be a great asset to this. You know, people are asking, like, is he going to be wide receiver two or wide receiver three? I don't even think, I don't think we know. I think, I think he's going to be a wide receiver two. I think if, if Gallup comes back and he's healthy and plays like the Gallup we know, then we're just going to have two wide receiver twos because I don't see Brandon Cooks as anything else. And I think that he's got elite separation. And that's one of the things that we identified um, at Blogging the Boys. And we, I wrote an article talking about the Cowboys should be targeting um, elite separators. I had a couple different art articles. I had some um, of the more expensive types, like your Jerry Judys, and some of some players the Cowboys could potentially go after. And, and then I had some lesser expensive players, kind of like your Richie James from the Giants. And basically a list of guys that the Cowboys, Cowboy fans had no interest in, in signing. But it, they were players that... You could see the Cowboys going after it because they're they're frugal in that way. But they were a little bit more um, forthcoming with uh, shelling out some resources with the Brandon Cooks.
deal because now they got a proven separator. He uh, even more so than DeAndre Hopkins, if you look at the last three years, way more so than Odell Beckham Jr. And he's really right up there with CeeDee Lamb and creating separation. So absolutely great ad. Um, I really think that the Cowboys passing game, it's going to be much improved by having having Cooks on the team. And again, similar, you know, with, with Stephon Gilmore is just because he's there doesn't mean that the Cowboys would ignore that position in the draft. I mean, we could see them as early as day one, take a, you know, take a wide receiver. There's, there's some receivers for the taking. Will they, will they fall to 26? I don't know. I think a lot of us have our eyes on a certain someone, you know, a certain uh, Ohio state receiver that man, if the Cowboys could somehow pull off a, a way to, to get um, Jackson Smith Najigbe, uh, I think that everybody in Cowboys Nation would be pretty stoked about that. Um, so, but nonetheless, regardless of where the Cowboys draft a receiver this season, we can say we're gonna go, we're gonna have Brandon Cooks on this team uh, for 2023 and likely 2024, and it will not it will not cost that much. Is Cap cost basically puts him around 30th in the league. And that's, if you look at his production, that that's just highway robbery. That's fantastic. I mean, Brandon Cooks has a thousand yards with all four of the teams that he has been on. And you think about that for a second. If he started with New Orleans of Drew, Drew Brees, of course, you know, that's easy to believe. And then he goes to, you know, um, New England there with Tom Brady. Again, also easy to, to believe. And then a trade again to the Rams. You know, he was the the big piece before Robert Woods and Cooper Cup kind of started to come up and have big years. And then um, and then to Houston. And that's another one. It's like, well, it's like, how you know, Houston's not an offensive juggernaut. Of course, he had a 1,000-yard year with um, when Deshaun Watson was there, which that's, you know, you, that's easy to believe. But it doesn't even take that. He has good seasons even with, Davis Mills as quarterback as well. So basically, Brandon Cooks is quarterback proof. Now he'll get Dak Prescott. And not only will he get Dak Prescott, but he will not be the receiver that everybody focuses on because the Cowboys have C.D. Lamb. So, uh, it, I mean, expectations are high for Brandon Cooks. But again, we're here to play devil's advocate, and we need to just kind of flip this and ask ourselves, how could this go bad? And honestly, it's this is really hard. And the only thing that I could really come up with is, you know, when I'm evaluating this, I'm asking myself, like, how come things were bad when Amari was here? Remember Amari's last season that he was here, that how come things were bad? And, you know, the, you look at things and it's hard not to think that, was it a Dak Prescott issue? Was he not getting open? And people were like, well, I don't I mean, maybe Amari was like not as good as we thought he was. But then if you ask Cowboy fans, that's the one move that they did not like last year. So, and we saw Amari had a really good season in, in Cleveland, just, you know, despite not having as good a quarterback. So it's kind of a little bit of a mystery as to what happened there. And you have to ask yourself that, just because you have a receiver, a proven veteran receiver like Amari Cooper or like Brandon Cooks, doesn't mean it's you know they're gonna 
throw the ball to him and he's going to be part of the offense. So, you know, what will the chemistry be like with Brandon Cooks? I mean, if you look back in New Orleans, if you, you know, people are asking, well, why did Cooks get traded so so much? And, you know, they're looking for like some type of uh, blemishes on Cooks. Not really much there, you know, I was, I must say, but, you know, we can point to the instance back in New Orleans when he was complaining about not getting enough touches or or Drew Brees not getting having the arm strength to get the ball to him. These were these were things that um you know maybe made him fall out of favor in, in New Orleans. So what's he gonna how's he gonna handle it if if there are games when Cooks is just like not getting looks very often. So I mean we never know what to, what to expect with the Cowboys. You know, it could be a heavy C D game, you know, it could be a heavy tight end game. You never know. There was a lot of variety last year, and that could also be the case. So if we're looking at ways that this could blow up on our face, that could be one of them. You know, Cook's not getting targets. And, um, you know, and then suddenly you have a happy uh, receiver in Dallas, and we're we're no better off if Cook's is not a part of the offense. So anyway, I mean, there's the Cowboys' top five moves, and I've done my best to go through them and find – Things that could be wrong. Um, I hope I wasn't too convincing because we don't want none of these things to be actual, you know, possible things that could happen that could derail the Cowboys season. So before we leave here, I did want to like talk about one more thing. You know, Cowboy fans, sometimes we can be a little bit emotional and, you know, a move that is made sometimes will be either elevated or, you know, put down based on how it makes us feel. And, you know, obviously what's happening, happening this off season makes us feel pretty good. So as far as the feels go, you know, I think that's being, being met. Cowboy fans feel pretty good, but does feeling good translate to winning? And so, you know, there's people have asked on Twitter this week, you know, when's the last time you have felt this good about a Cowboys offseason, you know, so far, you know, pre-draft and, um, you know, a lot of people are pointing to the 90s, the 90s Cowboys. And it's like, I haven't felt this good since then. And of course, if we know what happened back then. So, uh, but is that, is that true? I mean, if you, if you're being honest with yourself, you know, can you say this, that you haven't had some seasons in, in recent years where you have also felt pretty good? I mean, let's just, backtrack a little bit to 2020. I know a lot of people felt pretty darn good about when the Cowboys were finally spending some money in free. Not a lot, but more than they typically do. It wasn't just bargain bins. It was actually giving some some good you know money. It's some good you know three-year contracts. You know they got Gerald McCoy that season. They they signed Don Terry Poe that year. They got Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Uh, and then there was um, Everson, Griffin, I mean, there was like three, four, four defensive players that a lot of them with, all of them with uh, Pro Bowl pedigree and, you know, they're older and now and so, but people were excited about like, well, this will give this defense some strength and that, you know, these aren't huge playmakers. We knew, we know that they're like not in their prime by any means, but these are players that can contribute. They're, they're the key additions that can come in and you know be difference makers and 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 play a, a strong role on the defense and of course 
none of that happened. It was just dreadful. I mean, Daryl McCoy gets hurt. Um, ha ha did not even make the final 53. That was, that was a whiff. Um, you know, Don Terry Poe played maybe half the season and then the Cowboys cut him. And then even, um, Everson Griffith was basically stopped being used. It's like, this is, he's not helping. And he was shipped off for a late round pick himself. And so basically all four of them were just squadoosh. It was just a big miss for the Cowboys, but that didn't change how we felt. And some people, maybe that's not you, but some people felt better about the Cowboys offseason moves because, you know, for once they were spinning a little bit. A little bit extra. It was people they've heard of and people they felt good about. But, uh, none, I mean, needless to say, the, the, the Cowboys' defense was just atrocious, historically bad. And um, so those moves were not the answer. Um, I try to think back, you know, when, when I felt good about an offseason. And, and, you know, if I'm being honest, it was probably back, I hate to say it, but it's probably back to 2012 um, when the Cowboys signed Brandon Carr and um, they drafted Morris Claiborne and it's like boom just like that we got a we got two nice cornerbacks to help in the guy back then it was all Romo it was Romo and a bunch of no-name defenders you got a little bit of here from where a little bit here you know from Sean Lee and but it was like nothing else so having a couple outside corners there certainly made me feel better about the Cowboys defense uh, but you know, it, it did not work. I mean, Carr wasn't terrible, but he was certainly uh, not anywhere close to that money. And, and even Claiborne wasn't terrible, but he, he struggled to stay healthy. And then, you know, he just wasn't the playmaker that he was at LSU. So, I mean, it just it just didn't work. And, I mean, sometimes big moves make you feel good, but, you know, sometimes they're not the answer to. So, honestly, it's really tough. So, I mean, if you ask yourself... When is the last time that you felt good about, you know, a a Cowboys offseason and you're being honest with yourself? I mean, you're probably going to take yourself to a time when, um, you know, you maybe felt good, but it didn't actually work. And, and maybe if not, maybe you're, it, it does go all the way back to the 90s. And that is, you know, how you feel. Yeah. But nonetheless, definitely feel pretty good about the Cowboys' um, offseason thus far. Um, I will say this, though, and this is something that fans are are happy to hear, is they're spending some money. I mean, it's, it's not huge, but the money that they're paying um, Gilmore and the money they're paying Cooks, the, I mean, this is money that they're... Uh, dedicating to the cap it's it's not money that they're going to be able to put away and and um use later and they're actually using some of their funds and they've also did a lot of restructuring to get to this point i mean how many contracts got restructured it was starting with zach and dak and and tank and uh gallup got restructured i mean i feel like anybody that could did and so the cowboys have definitely uh, taken some of the base salary from the 2023 season and converted it into bonus. And now that money will be spread out over subsequent years. And, you know, it's going to come due at some point. And the Cowboys are okay with that. You know, they they want the they want the space now so they can have some 
dancing chips and so they can operate and that is what's going on and you know it's it should be a fun season for us to at least the Cowboys are going to have some some assets to add to this team and you know hopefully we can enjoy that but that is all we have for today if you haven't yet please do subscribe to the blogging the boys podcast network leave us a rating write a review wherever you get your podcast apple spotify itunes or stitcher tell us what you think anything you like us to do differently to improve your podcast listening experience and if you ever want to talk to us about anything at all any cowboys hot topics what is your favorite um off-season move so far or hey uh what do you i mean what, what how do you feel about crickets i don't know i mean just hit us up on twitter i'm at danny phantom 24 and rabs is at rebel rouser spelled r-e-b-b-l-e-r-o-u-s-r and don't forget to check out all the great podcasts throughout the entire week every day we got something new for you tomorrow we'll have the world's team with meg murray and paul stewart so make sure to check that out but that is all we have for today Thanks for hanging out with me. Hope you have a great weekend. Stay safe, stay happy, stay true to the silver and blue. And we will catch you later. And as my buddy Raps would say, class dismissed. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.